0: Right. Here we go. Next, uh, episode. I think this one will be Idleman Unplugged. I've got to record some pastor, uh, podcasts as well for pastors unplugged. So make sure you subscribe to both or encourage your pastor, uh, someone in your, on your leadership team to subscribe to the other podcast. Either option is, is good, but we're going to talk about an important topic today. I think I've got my screen here ready so I can switch back and forth. False prophets, true prophets. Um boy that term is being thrown out there all the time uh at different people a lot of them are not false prophets and false teachers uh, some of them are and uh maybe I'll talk a little bit about naming names why I do sometimes why I don't um and ultimately you know we've got to be standing before God giving an account for our own lives so let me first break down a prophet you know you th- you hear this word people think you know wild eyed and and, uh, you know, hell, fire, and brimstone. And that can be true from time to time. But what Jesus will be talking about when we read the scripture in a Jude, I believe, uh, Peter, it, it, it's a, um, a false proclaimer of God's truth. So this person says, here's what God says. And it's not what God says. So they're a false prophet, uh, a, a false, you know, uh, teacher of God's word. And so, It's a very important topic, and um, there's two extremes, of course. One extreme is if you are, um, how should I put this? If you are um, anyone who disagrees with someone else, um, and of course not on little things, but uh, even not on big things, but let's just say, um, you know, you you disagree with this person. Ah, they're, they're a false prophet. They're a you know, a false teacher and, and all this, you know, pretty vitriol, pretty angry, pretty arrogant. And, um, often I've noticed, um, you know, it's like the church, Jesus said, you know, you can point out false doctrine and, uh, you note those people and, you know, you do good things, but you've left your first love. So this side often lacks love and humility and brokenness. And that's why they're flying off the handle at just about anybody that they disagree with. So, um, that extreme is to be avoided. The other extreme, of course, is nobody's really a false teacher, false prophet. God is love. You know, we just need to be nice and not say mean things. And, uh, just wishy washy. And usually the false prophets, you know, belong to this side for sure. But what I've noticed, um, in the Christian community is it seems to be there's often a lot of division, really, um, over the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You're not hearing people say, you know, false prophet if you believe in infant baptism, some of the Reformed theology, like, um, you know, I think, um, R.C. Sproul, and then John MacArthur, you know, believers baptism, which of course we believe. And you know, you they're not calling each other false prophets. Uh they're not calling each other false prophets over um how communion is handled, uh, the the view of it, the sacrament. Um, of course, unless you're getting to Roman Catholicism, that's I'm just talking about right now within a different spectrum here. Uh, and you don't see that too much, or church government, you know, we believe in a plurality of elders. Uh, A lot of the old Baptist denominations believe in uh, what they would call um, congregational rule, where the congregation would vote on things. And then there's some, I believe, like Calvary Chapel movement, Foursquare, the Vineyard movement, who the pastor was kind of like the the CEO. And I might do another podcast on that. And then everyone else was kind of, you know, the board was underneath him and he was the main leader, the main point person. You know, all of these, these systems have pitfalls a uh, plurality of elders boy you can really stifle the pastor if he's you know he's just constantly being belittled or controlled by this group of men but then that can be a, an incredible blessing if the, all the men are are filled with the spirit and love the lord and there's great accountability there and so but anyway you're not going if you believe in a plurality of elders and this other group believes it like chuck smith the senior pastor is the main leader um, and really makes all the decisions, you know, you're not calling each other false teachers, false prophets, um, or even different topics. But when it comes to this topic of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, as outlined in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14, you can read that today, or this topic of the baptism of the Spirit, the fullness of the Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit, the unction of the Spirit, I don't care what you call it, but you better have it, Right. And revival, you know, seeking God all night prayer meetings, time at the altar, crying out to God, what they consider emotional worship, which really isn't emotional. It's, well, yeah, it's emotional worship in a good way for sure. Um, and, and so that's where you're seeing a lot of this, you know, false prophet, false teacher. Uh, this side is, is shooting, you know, I, I don't really know why other than maybe when those who have really experienced the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, they experience the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, first Corinthians lists those, maybe this side might be jealous. um, And they shouldn't be, they should just be like yearn. They should yearn for more of God. And because of that, ah, that person's a false prophet. Ah, that person's a false teacher. And you can go down the list. Um, A lot of people you see on TV, you know, they're called false teachers, false prophets. And so, Personally, again, for me, uh, it's funny on podcasts or preaching. No matter, no matter what I say, no matter what I say, somebody doesn't agree with it, and it's it's just we laugh now because if you just say the smallest thing, you know, you got first you got critical cat these judgmental jerrys, and they just like that's how they get fulfilled as they critique you. Others think they've got the gift of criticism when no such thing exists. They are very arrogant. Uh, but then you have people who are honestly seeking honestly asking questions wanting to know more and so you know deciphering through all that is is pretty interesting so here I'm here I go I'm going to step out on a limb here um be a little transparent uh I don't necessarily agree with um this false prophet term that is being thrown around loosely. Okay. I might name some names here in a little bit. But what I want to do first is show you what Jesus says a false prophet is. Uh, second Peter false prophet and June, Jude false prophet. We got, we have to know what we're talking about here. So this is from Bible gateway. I, I look to them from time to time. So let, let me, let me see if I can flip over to that. And, um, no, that's not Bible gateway. How about that? There we go. Um, so let's hear. Beware of false prophets. Beware of false prophets. Okay. So be on alert. Be aware, which come to you in sheep's clothing. Okay. So they're, they're tricky. Uh, they, they appear, uh, to, to look like you, talk like you, but inside they are wolves, ravaging wolves. And you will know them. This must be the King James. You'll know them by their fruit. Okay. Let's just look at the fruit. Um, men don't gather grapes on thorns or figs and thistles. I mean, it'll come out. Are they money driven, power driven, ego driven? Uh, uh, you know, kind of tickling the ear, not challenging the heart. You know, he talks about every tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings evil fruit. And, um, you know, it's going to be cast into the fire. Therefore, by their fruits, you'll know them. So, you know, there, there's, you might not know them, you know, within the first sermon you hear, Or different things, but eventually the fruit will come out. Uh, And a lot of times it has to focus on money, uh, lascivious living, um, sin, not calling out sin. And, you know, let me go. I should go. Um, let me just go back to me here for a minute. Um, I, I should, this is very important. A true, now there's, there's, there's people who say the right things, but they're not really saved because they've just learned to say the right things. But often a true spokesman for God will talk about the pleasant things, you know, grace, mercy, love, but they also cannot avoid the difficult things because they're, they're a true spokesman for God. They have the Holy Spirit within them. So they have to talk about the cross and the blood of Christ and the wrath of God and repentance. If you're not talking about repentance, you got to wonder, where's your heart? Uh, judgment, repentance, the blood of Christ, uh, eternity separated from God and, and talk about, you know, the realities of hell, what the Bible teaches. And of course you preach heaven, you encourage, and, and that might be your wheelhouse, but you gotta also talk about the difficult things in scripture because that is a true proclaimer of truth. So here's what happens a lot of times. Somebody is, let's say, not talking about these issues. And, uh, I mean, sometimes false prophets are, are clearly Without a doubt, you I mean, you look at some YouTube clips and, you know, claiming to be the Messiah, claiming to be Elisha or John the Baptist, or um just encouraging people to sin. A lot of these churches are false churches that are encouraging people to embrace uh a, a sexual lifestyle that is deviant and against God's word. And they're putting decals on their church so you can easily spot them. And, you know, we're all we're, we're affirming and we're welcoming. And, you know, that that is definitely a false prophet that 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 cannot fly. Um, because well, all churches should be welcoming. Uh for sure. We're all welcoming, all of us are, but we can't be affirming. We can't affirm the sin the person is in. So those churches, and many pastors are without a shadow of a doubt, false prophets. I'll get to that in the second Peter and Jude in just a minute. Um and so, but back to my point was you've got a lot of, you know, Christians, pastors maybe or leaders, and they they lack in theology. Um, fortunately, many of us have been blessed with a th- strong theological underpinning. And I could tell, um, you know, when I was first came back to the Lord, uh, certain churches, if you just stay within a certain church, uh, sometimes hyper Pentecostal churches, you know, you don't, you don't get a, real deep into doctrine. You stay kind of just you know, on a few passages in the Bible and and it's about, you know, experience, the Holy Spirit, and you just kind of camp out there and that's all you know, then, you know, you you don't have a lot of grounding theologically. And so these people that some of us are calling false prophets are actually, they just don't have a lot of theological background. They need help, uh, not you being a hindrance. And so I'm just, I'm just not real quick to label somebody that, especially if I don't know them. Uh, for sure. And to give you an example of this, um, like I mentioned, I'll, I'll mention, you know, obviously I'll talk about some people, certain people, because you guys asked me. And I, I took it to the Lord. I waited on this podcast a little bit and just prayed. And even now, um, and when I mention these people, uh, the judgmental Jerry's and the, uh, critical Cathy's are going to lose it. You know, they're going to, you know, uh, why didn't you call them out? Why didn't you do this? Well, because again, I don't know them. All I can go off of is a few, You know, YouTube videos that I've seen or people have told me and people have taken me out of context and made things look, made me say things and look and say, but for the most part, a lot of people, if you're watching them regularly, there's a consistent basis there. So, and again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not validating anybody. I'm not encouraging you follow their ministry. I just don't have enough information and I'm not going to believe a heresy hunter website who is a critical spirit might not even be a Christian. I'm not going to let them give me the information. Okay. So, um, the the question comes up often, Joel Stein, right? Okay. So again, I probably haven't heard a message in 15, 16 years. Um, and when I saw on low on Oprah or Larry King, you know, very non-controversial, very, you know, man, Larry, I don't know. I don't know. Mormons, who am I to say? Mormons go to heaven. Who am I to say? And homosexuality and just kind of. So that's really concerning. Um, Immediately, f- even 15, 16 years ago, I thought, oh, he's a motivational speaker. He you know that's if that's being positive, he needs to be a motivational speaker booking uh some engagements with Tony Robbins, you know and that's that's but now to be a pastor and not talk about um sin and judgment, and not all the time now if you're if you're mainly an encourager, go and encourage and- uh, encourage people, but don't take scripture out of context uh especially when you know we're we're promising this best life now on earth, man. How's that going to fly with what America's going through? You know, we might actually go through persecution. We might actually go through tribulation. Did you know Jesus said that? So, and I remember hearing a story that he said his, his dad passed away and he was on cameras. He was used to doing the camera and his dad died and they just put Joe, Joel behind the pulpit. And so <clears throat> could it be a couple things? Um, just because a ministry is big too, by the way, doesn't mean it's necessarily of God that, I mean, you can tickle the ears. And you'll, you'll get a lot of people. And I remember in construction, uh, this is always stuck with me. Um, I would be talking to these guys, you know, we're digging block wall footings. We're laying brick. We're, we're pouring concrete. I mean, it's a tough group of guys. Let me tell you, I mean, I've seen guys like just almost cut their finger off and go get it, whatever, and come back to work or get just hit with a, you know, two by four and just big gash and, and just stay work. It's like, you know, that kind of guy, a lot of cussing, a lot of hard work, a lot of alcohol. Uh, just, you know, mean, but anyway, some of these guys, you know, we'd be talking, I came back to the Lord now in 1999, 2000, I'm going back in in that time frame. I'm working construction, what I know best. And these people would say they're unbelievers and they'd say, Oh, but that guy, you know, that guy on TV, I, I really like him. You know, I'm like, okay, that's, that's cool. But then I, the more I heard it, the more I realized they really like him because he's not convicting them. And it's almost like that would be my concern: is you are encouraging them in their sinful lifestyle. Now you can be encouraging, and man, I really like that guy. And sometimes he says some hard things, but boy, I can tell he he really, you know, uh, um, has a genuine heart. And and so people can still like, you know, like you and hear your messages. You don't have to be over the top, overbearing. Not everyone is called to be a John the Baptist. Um, some of us are, but some aren't. And so that really I started to go, well, that's interesting. They're never convicted. And so if you're never convicted, I don't think you can be a pastor of a church. I, I don't think you can lead a, a huge ministry uh, without con- well, you can, people are, but if you're a pastor behind the pulpit, you have to be ready in and out season. You have to preach all of God's word, uh even the difficult truths and the joyful ones. And so with someone like him, um, I'm gonna go back so I can see what I'm doing here. Um with someone like him, you know, I don't know. I, I would say, you know, um people say, well, look at the book deals. Uh look at the this okay, well I don't know how he spends his money. Uh and I know God does bless people to be a blessing not everyone's going to live at a certain poverty level or a certain income level. I mean, there'll be pastors making 60,000 a year, pastors making 100,000 a year, pastors making 160,000 a year, some leaders like these major guys maybe 4 or 500,000 a year. I don't know what their what their salary is, their book sales. I mean, they could they obviously a lot of these guys are millionaires. So, but what do they do with their money? Uh like another concern I've had, maybe let's the name Rick Warren comes up a lot, but Credible sources have told me he lives on 10% gives back 90% doesn't have a salary from the church. I mean, that speaks volumes regardless of what you think judgmental Jerry's don't comment regardless of what you think that's pretty significant. And so I don't know what these people are doing on the back end. I know I, I wish there were more Christian millionaires uh, that could help some of us out you know, <laughs> with church buildings or or things. So that, that doesn't really bother me too much. It's what they do with the money, how they steward it. And of course, uh, do you need a $12,000, a 12 to thousand square foot home, or can you get by with 2,500 with you and your wife and just live? So that speaks volumes as well. Like their style of living, um, so again, I, on people like that, and then, but people just love to false prophet alert, false prophet alert, false prophet alert. And, you know, based on Jesus, what is the fruit? Are we seeing any fruit? Uh, while we're on that topic, let me go to second Peter. I want to show you this as well because this is really key. Okay. False prophets. Don't worry. I'm going to keep going on these names. Uh, false prophets are, um, arose among the people and there'll be false teachers among you who will secretly see. Here's the thing secretly bring in destructive heresies. So because someone believes in the gifts of the Spirit and you don't, that is not a destructive heresy, sir. Just because they do an hour worth of worship and you don't, that's not destructive heresies, ma'am. Uh, just because they love to get emotional when they worship, folks, that's not destructive heresies. That might be their preference. And so we well, a lot of people use this out of context, but here's the thing, they bring in false teachings. Um, you know, like they bring in, um, let's say, here's some examples. Mary as co-redeemer. Uh, you know, that's destructive. Um, what about, um, you know, you're not really a Christian or going to heaven unless you belong to this denomination, this truth, this church. And see, if we had time to break it down, this is where, uh, and again, I'm just going to speak the truth in love, but this is where I would be concerned right here. Um, destructive heresies. Like, uh, where the Mormon religion, uh, started, uh, Joseph Smith had a dream and an angel or an angel came to him, told him all the other churches were wrong. He's going to start, you know, the right denomination. Okay. Bing, 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 red flag, red flag, right there, right there, right there. You're done. Paul said, even if an angel, even if we preach a different gospel or an angel from heaven, supposedly heaven comes from you and preaches another gospel, let him be a curse. Let him be anathema. Oh, we're still stuck on this. Sorry. Um, so destructive heresies and they bring those in. I mean, you've got Jehovah witness and this way. I mean, I love uh, Catholics of course, but Roman Catholics, you know, if you believe the papacy, the Pope is infallible, um, you know, you, there's no salvation outside of the Roman Catholic church. That baptism saves you. You're, you're denying Jesus who bought them. Now, Mormons are say, Oh no, I know Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I trust in Jesus. Yeah. But you put the teaching of Joseph Smith above the Bible and that's not good. And you believe that Mary is a co-redeemer. We pray to Mary. You know, that, those are destructive heresies. And do you truly know Jesus Christ or is he just a good concept? Because there's not a co-redeemer. You don't work towards your salvation. You don't add all these other things and maybe throw the Bible in there someday. I mean, it's just, that's what destructive heresies are. Or in the Christian community, uh, God, you know, he told me to give, you need to give a thousand dollars today. And uh unless you give a thousand dollars today, you're not going to be healed. And the reason you're not healed is because you're not naming it and claiming it. And there's destructive. These are destructive heresies. Now, some of these people, though, that's what they've been taught in hyper-charismatic churches. So they they just have bad doctrine. They're not necessarily false teachers. Jude, here we go. For certain people have crept in unnoticed, so they kind of you know. And we've had this at our church. We've had to call it out. Sometimes they just kind of come in, say the right thing, but eventually they are wolves. Um, and they were long ago destinated, or I'm sorry, designated for condemnation. They're ungodly and they pervert the grace of our God into sensual, sensuality. This is key. Again, it goes back to, and they deny our master and Lord Jesus Christ. So what is perverting? uh, perverting the, there we go back. What is perverting? Um, let me read that again, perverting the grace of our God. And they turn it into sensual sensuality. I knew that was going to be a tough one to me. It's sensuality is like sensual, you know, um, um, uh, erotica, uh, sexual deviance. And so, um, they, false teachers will promote that. And that's why I said when it comes to this whole, um, you know, LGBT movement, transgender, um, that those are destructive heresies. Those are doctrines of demons. And so if a pastor is not going to call that out, for example, like say, Joel Steen doesn't talk about that. Uh, Gosh, you know, so in my, if, if you, my thing is I need more information. I don't know. Don't send me stuff. I got enough stuff to worry about, but he's, he's, in, he's in a very dangerous Camp is what I would say. Very dangerous area. And then I mentioned Rick Warren. Again, I don't, I mean, the purpose driven life. I read that uh, a lot of the criticism about him. I don't think was warranted. Uh, but then a lot there was some, you know, with, with all coming together ecumenical, you know, that was pretty disheartening. And there's some other things. So are these people just, um, you know, flying? Are they just, they become very popular and then therefore, Hey, I'm God's man. I, 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 sh- I should really, uh, maybe change things around a little bit. And, um, and so another, I, I put a pin in it. I don't, you know, obviously I, I do know people that know him pretty well. Uh, a friend of mine, um, just had a conversation with Rick from in the Southern Baptist. And, uh, you know, he's just, he's a believer, but, um, what'll happen a lot of times is, is, uh, you start to believe your own press and that can happen to all of us. That's why you need to all the pastors unplugged and uh, all of us can try to stay humble and broken together. So I don't know on that. um, You know, you see TD Jakes, for example. Um, I remember 1998, 99, I started seeing some of his things. And uh, back then it was pretty powerful manpower conferences uh, where he'd speak to men and they would put into tons of prisons and very motivational. I remember talking about, you know, all types of sin and repentance. And actually it really struck my heart at a deep level repentance wise. Um, and I didn't, and I was actually traveled there. What many people don't know. I traveled there. I spoke to their women's group on health and fitness back in 2003, I think, when, on my first book. And I didn't know anything about it. And people were warning me, you know, uh, Trinity, modalism, uh, oneness, Pentecostalism, name it, and claim it. I'm like, whoa, okay. So I sat down with uh, a lot of his, um, board, not a lot. I think maybe three or four and said, okay, tell me about name it, claim it. Like th- th- at least what they told me. No, we don't believe in that. We believe your faith will stand trial. Um, now granted, of course, there's controversial things said. So I don't know. I'm just telling you my experience. And then oneness Pentecostalism, I broke that down. They said, no, we believe the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. T.G. Jakes does have friends that are, are oneness Pentecostal, but he himself is not. Um, and so, okay, you know, so I asked the questions and, and, uh, and, but then you've seen, you know, like maybe on stage, sometimes the things he'll start to say, something about planting a seed and wealth. And, you know, again, they, they start to go in a, not a, not a very healthy direction. And what I've noticed a lot of times that can happen to all of us is God will begin to bless someone. Let's say financially, let's say someone becomes a millionaire and then they'll, when they preach, they'll say, this is the formula that works. All of you can follow my path and become millionaires and really become blessed financially. And because God did it for them. He thinks they're going to do it for everyone. That's how they preach. And then that's wrong. Of course, that's a wrong doctrine, wrong gospel, but it's not a false prophet. You see, that's my thing with false prophets are unbelievers. They are unbelievers. They're from Satan. They're destructive. They bring in false heresy to lead people to total damnation. So a lot of these people, I don't necessarily see that. I just see, you know, they need some, they need some doctrine help. Somebody needs to mail them the MacArthur commentary or systematic theology or jump uh, uh Norman Geisler or I read uh Wayne Grudem's systematic theology over a, a summer I remember many years ago quite 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 eye opening and that's really where you get the foundation of doctrine and so you can go on Joyce Meyer uh, that just came up in our church recently and uh, again 15 years it's been since I have watched anything um so because of it I watched uh, last maybe a last couple messages or something I'm like okay I mean I don't I don't, I don't see anything Dist- like a destructive heresy. Um, again, I don't follow the ministry. I don't watch everything. I remember when she said Jesus went down to hell, which is a controversial text. She retracted years later. And, uh, but people still hold her to that, which I don't like. I, I don't like when people repent and they still hold them to that. Benny Hinn <clears throat> repented about his marriage. Benny Hinn repented about the, you know, the false gospel where he's out though with that. I don't know if that were me, I'd be, I'd be shouting from the rooftops and, and really, really re- repentant is repairing the damage you'd done. So that's the only thing I haven't seen in that area is, you know, you come out with the statement, okay, who I'm off the hook. No, you should be, that should be like writing books on it. Like Jim Baker did when he got out of prison, you know, um, where he's at now, I don't know either, but anyway, I'm gonna get to those in a minute. So I, I didn't see anything. I remember the battlefield of the mind. Um, I didn't see anything necessarily. I mean, I know somebody mentioned Joyce Meyer said, um, what was it? You know, um, you know, it's important for me to be be a a righteous person before God and a righteous person before man. And so they got offended at that statement, which I don't blame them if, you know, depending on again, how you look, how you look at things. But to me, it didn't bother me at all because I'm going to be righteous before God because of what Jesus Christ did. And because of that, I'm supposed to have a good reputation and to be righteous and God honoring in front of men. So to me, that, that, that doesn't even make any sense. And I think she said something where, um, you know, we're not called sinners. We're called saints. And again, you know, I believe in the New Testament, we are, we're not you sinners, you sinners. Um, now sometimes, you know, scripture, you sinners, you double-minded, blah, blah, blah. But the, we're, we're saints now. We're not identified as sinners, although we sin. And how the propitiation or the inclination to sin were referred to as saints, children of God. So again, I, I think all these, once you set your sights on somebody, you don't like them, and you watch YouTube channels about them. It doesn't matter. You're just going to go after them. And that's where I really recommend a lot more humility, a lot more grace. Um, but again, I don't know where these people are. I'm not validating. I'm just telling you from my experience. I hope that's okay. I hope that's okay without you having to criticize everything I'm saying. Um, and then I've seen videos recently. Somebody asked me about Kenneth Copeland as well. There's some alarming YouTube videos. I mean, what I see. I mean, I know people that know him actually personally in Texas. And of course they, they'll, they, they don't quite agree with. They, they, they believe that differently than I do, I guess, probably. Um, uh, but the wealth, the prosperity gospel, praying for the, you know, the knocking the guy almost out of the wheelchair and just the, the, how they, the, how they handle COVID and screaming at COVID. And it's, uh, I would, I would have some genuine concerns, uh, for sure. Now, can I come out and just say false prophet, false teacher? Again, I don't follow the ministry. I don't watch it enough. I don't know his heart. Um, but if he's bringing in destructive heresies, if he's encouraging people to sin and, uh, then that's a a sign of a false prophet. So, you know, you guys would know more than me if you follow those ministries, uh, Creflo dollar, you know, see a lot of these guys on TV that are popular, not all, I mean, uh, I remember Chuck Swindoll was on TV. I remember Charles Stanley, I watched a lot on TV or way, the master Ray Comfort. Uh, he spoke at our church before and, uh, you know, these guys, not all of them, but I'd say a, a good chunk of them. On TV, you've got to be really careful for Uh, Dr. David Jeremiah down San Diego, my area, you know, solid teacher. And so it's going to get this mix of all kinds of things. But I think when people are hyper, uh, hyper charismatic, it's about the gifts of the spirit. And maybe I'll do a podcast on slain in the spirit and Azusa street and Toronto and uh, Brownsville and all this in the future. Because, but again, these are pastors perspective. I don't, it's, it's just, it's, here's what, from my vantage point. So all you, although you might disagree and you might call out all these people, maybe you know a lot more about them than I do. But based on my information, based on how I read scripture, what scripture says about a false prophet, um, I, I I wouldn't call out a lot of these, these people as false prophets. Now in the past, um, I have named names where I've mentioned Brian McLaren with the emergent church movement, uh, Rob Bell, uh, very destructive teachings, uh, Doug Padgett. I, I, again, I don't know where he's at now. Tony Jones for all, all these were from the emergent church movement. I was warned people 15 years ago or Tony Capallo's son. Um, and that was just a, a travesty for me to watch Tony Capallo. I came back to the Lord. I was following his ministry. And then he he comes out and says, oh, gay marriage is fine. My son, or not maybe his son, or maybe he knew people who were gay and they, they're good people. They're Christians. So I must change my theology. No, actually, that's not how it works. You don't change your theology based on how people feel or perception. You gauge that through theology. So... I don't know where he's at, but I, I've called out people before. Um I've uh I don't remember the names of some African pastors that we've had to warn people about. Um uh TV radio, you know, there's some um you know, so I I I will call it out if I see it. And, and again, if it, if it fits the, de- not your definition, just because you don't agree with them. Okay. Not, that's not a definition of a false prophet. Um, believe it or not, um, you, I found, I've, there's websites, people send me websites. You don't have to do this. Please, by the way, I've, I've got enough criticism. You don't need to show me more, but you know, when people say I'm a false prophet because, um, I've had, uh, I've been on Dr. Michael Brown's program. Um, or I, I had Kim Walker Smith lead worship or Sean Foyt's a friend of mine. Oh, I'm a false. Okay. What's, well, what's your definition of a false prophet? And, you know, you break and, and because they don't agree. And, and also because I don't use the King James only version, I'm a false prophet. See, these guys are just, many of them are not even saved. Okay. I'll just, just shoot you straight. Many of them are not even saved. Those who are just have this zeal, this, 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 this um, this uh, zeal for the truth, but they don't back it with humility and brokenness and do their research. And, and no matter what we show them, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They still, um, believe this, false prophet, and I, I was accused of being part of the NAR, National Apostolic Reformation, something like that. I've done a whole podcast on that, so I won't go off here. You can just put in that NAR. is Shane, I'm a part of the NAR. It should come up. But call the false prophet because of that. Uh, and I explained, I have no idea what that group was. I do now a little bit more. I'm not part of any group. We're not trying to be sneaky. Dr. Michael Brown is not part of any group, but because if he was part, he was part of Brownsville, I believe, and, uh, I mean, if you, what I did is I read hundreds, no, not even hundreds. Yeah, maybe about a hundred of his articles, his books, listened to his sermons. I mean, it's pretty solid. It's about as solid as you, as you get, even though we, we kind of, you know, we see differently on, on a few, a few things, but who am I to, to, you know, to, um, debate, you know, people like that? Um, maybe in the future, I don't know. But anyway, that, that's the whole point is, so people just label you. They don't know anything about you. Um, or the seven mountains movement, whatever that is. I just know there's areas of influence, government, arts, politics, schools, education, all that, that we need to be involved in. You know, I think all of us would agree with that. The Bible agrees with that. So anyway, they're just labeling you false prophet, false prophet, false prophet. Uh, and then of course the big one right now is, um, Bethel, uh, Bethel, of course. And I've got friends, um, you know, I, 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 I probably would have permission to say their names, but they're, they're, they're well known in the Christian community. Uh, some have spoke at my church that actually know J- Bill Johnson. And, uh, what they've told me is a lot different than what the heresy hunters are saying on their website. Um, and also I don't know how many people have sent me stuff on grave sucking and I send them, Oh, no, no, no. Here's, here's what they really believe. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Now, with that said, uh, I've got concerns as well when I've seen things about the fire tunnels, um, or, um, I don't know what the angel globe or God's presence or people just acting weird at their services. You know, there I, so I, I've got a lot of the same concerns that you do on some of these things, not all of them, but to say false prophet, again, go back to the definition. What, what is the definition of a false prophet? Um, and so I just listened to, you know, cause I don't follow Bill Johnson. I don't listen to the teachings. So I just did recently. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I think it is it's things I probably wouldn't say um, because of the wording and what people would think. And again, some of the hyper Pentecostal charismatics, they're, they're kind of their choice of language uh, at the sacrifice of doctrinal consistency. And that's, that's, you know, that's kind of where you see, but that's not a false prophet. Now, again, don't send videos. Don't send, you know, different things. Uh, I'm just telling you my experience based on what I know right now. And maybe this could be found out to be um, not true. Uh, about him or Bethel. I don't really know. And you can actually go to Bethel. I believe their website has it where they've answered their critics on a lot of these issues. Again, I don't endorse it. Um, I don't really recommend it. Um, I don't follow it, although we've played songs from uh, some of the, the worship leaders there at our church and we'll continue to do so. Uh, put it, we put it on the radio network. We have WCF radio. That's WCF radio.org. You can download our app. We have 24 seven, uh, worship and sermons. Dr. David Jeremiah, Greg Laurie, Alistair Begg. Um, who else do we just put on there? Um, Jack Hibbs is on there, Paul Chappell. And so, you know, I, I like to reach b- broadly across the aisle. And so my view of false prophets has to fit the scriptural view. But again, back to, back to Beth, Bethel Bill Johnson. Um, and half of the problem, can okay, I just tell you half the, half the problem? Well, I'd say 75% of the problem with Bethel and critics is they believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And they pursue those gifts a lot more than I would because they tell people, you know, Hey, if you believe you can prophesy, just let it out and see if God's in it. No, 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 no. We, we don't do that. So I recognize, okay, 75% of this, this flack that they're getting is because they are believing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They have emotional worship. They have prayer meetings. They might encourage fasting. They, 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 they like the deeper life. And then there's a 25% of it where I've got some concerns, just like many of you, um, you know, in this book, if he does sell, so, you know, God wants to heal all people, you know, I, I can't embrace that because, and I've taught on this, you can put that in YouTube when God heals and doesn't heal, put my name. And then when God heals and doesn't heal, I talk about the seven different reasons. What about if repentance needs to take place? What about if God's working through a sovereign plan, something different? So I don't, I can't say God always wants to heal, but is that a false is that a destructive heresy and they're denying the Lord Jesus Christ who bought them? No, it's not. And then there's other things I think uh, maybe about the, see, they just, they Pentecost, they just kind of go deep and like break things down. And, and I often say, you know, I don't know about that. You took a little bit too, you took too much Liberty there uh, on, on those issues. And so again, um, I I know with raising the dead, you know, they, they believe in that I've, I've, I remember when I was up, uh, in mammoth Cal mammoth lakes, California, uh, incident up there with someone dying and trying to raise. And so, but the thing is the Bible says, if you believe on me, as the scriptures say, you know, out of your belly is going to flow rivers of living water. This liver living water is the Holy spirit and you will cast out demons. You will speak in other tongues You'll pray for the sick and be able to heal them and you will raise the dead. So we have a dilemma on our hands. Was that just for the early church or is that for us today? Now, I thoroughly believe it's for us today because we've seen that in operation many times. Um, not necessarily back from the dead, of course. I mean, that's like a, a, miracle. And, but we, you know, we've heard it on the mission field in Africa or in India, uh, people where the children are dead and they pray for those children, uh, four five, six hours later and they come back to life and, and healing and sickness. And, but I think people get confused because they think it's like a, like you're God and okay, I just pray for healing. I pray for this. I pray for, no, no, no. You have to line up with God's sovereignty. And if he chooses to heal, he chooses to raise fr- people from that you will be the instrument that he will use. So you can't just go into hospitals. You can't just name and claim it. You can't just walk around like Mr. Anointing. It, it's like just a broken, humble person seeking the will of the Father. Lord, will you show me in these areas? Uh, and, and you know, and God will. So again, I don't know what to say about that. Um, a false prophet is not something I would label at this particular point. And then, of course, I get emails about um, what's his name? Todd White. Todd White. And I actually it was, uh, I, I emailed him and asked if he wanted to be my, on my podcast to clarify some of these things. You know, I've seen the American gospel movie too. I've, I've written a, a dialogue. I think I texted him eight months ago, the the producer of the American gospel. And, uh, you know, we just don't see eye to eye on some things, but a lot of it's really good. I love Paul Washer, but I think, <clears throat> and if, if Todd did those things, let's say manipulating with the feet, then we got to, we got to talk about, it. we got to call it out. But then are you saying that? No healing at all is genuine under his ministry. Are you saying that those lies that are touched, those people that are crying and the testimonies are not legitimate? You know see i can 't go there. I personally can 't go there but again i don't know him um i i i i I've only seen from a distance i 've seen a lot of the stuff you have, but again definition of a false prophet folks, not just because you don't agree with it. Now, if they're tricking people and there's deception and it's come to find out, absolutely. Like that guy who used to wear an earpiece, I don't know how many years ago, 25 years ago. And his wife would tell him who's sick and he'd go, okay, Carol, Carol, is there a Carol here with the leg up in the top row? And she would come down, false prophet alert, false prophet alert. And they are among us for sure. Um, so anyway, I don't know what to do with these individuals. I'm, I'm not going to call people out of false prophets unless I know that they are false prophet according to the scriptures I just read. And again, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going long here, but, um, the big kind of, well, I mean, you watch Todd Friel and Wretched Radio or, um, What's the other guy? Justin Peters. Uh, you know, he's in a wheelchair and he goes to a lot of MacArthur stuff. And I, I like these guys. I mean, I I watch some of their stuff and but um <laughs> the big thing is they don't like charismatics. Uh, so I guess in their eyes, I'd be a false prophet because I believe that the gifts are still for today. I believe in lovely, lovely, beautiful, emotional worship or at the altar singing songs that are doctrinally sound, crying out to God. Oh God, would you rend the heavens? Come down and visit your people again. Sometimes you can't get that in within 20 minutes. Okay. Sometimes you need to press in. And I do believe in fasting and going deeper, the deeper prayer life. I believe in a quiet place, a quiet hour and a quiet heart. Like McIntyre said in his book on prayer and Ian Bounds in prayer and going. Deep and it was it was said of uh, the Methodist some of the Methodist circuit riders I mean I think it was John Hyde who wore grooves in his in in the floor of his prayer room he wore grooves and then one proper Bible teacher actually mocked that and that just broke my heart because that made me realize they don't have the deeper life. They don't know about this unction and filling and fullness of the spirit where the gifts will come out and it's sad. And so that's why a lot of these critics, that's why you gotta be careful who you watch. Um, I remember one of the guys I mentioned, um, was poking fun, mocking, mocking Beth Moore. And I've got concerns, you know, with wokeness and things where she's kind of going, but she said God told her to, to comb this homeless guy's hair and she was combing his hair and ministering to him. And this guy was mocking that like God told her to go Coma's here. Oh, I mean, like, well, number one, how do you know God didn't do that? hotshot? shot. How do you know that? You don't know that. Number two, why would you mock that? Because see, they don't believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are for today. And they get very angry and very bombastic. And they will put down anybody that believes differently. Um, and so I hope that helps. I'll do other podcasts on these topics. Um, maybe on revival and what I said about, um, uh, what was it? Um, oh, slain in the spirit, that la- holy laughter, drunk in the spirit. You know, I've got some, I've got some thoughts on all that. Um, but I'm going to leave that for another podcast. Uh, I will say this though on that topic. Uh, I don't agree with a lot of it. Same, I watch the same videos. I've seen the nonsense, a lot of things. But also, um, I've got many books right now. I'm reading through on revival, revivals that happened in the 1700s in, uh, Scotland. Or I believe it was Wells, Scotland, probably, um, in that area there. Hal, Hal Harris, Griffin Jones, um, and how they would, under their preaching, you would see people fall down under conviction. I mean, literally just fall down. Uh, one journal entry is like a row of people p- 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 would just fall down when the anointing came upon them to preach. And these are Solomon. These are Calvinist. I, I, the book is actually called The Calvinist, Calvinist Methodist Fathers of Wells. Okay. That's okay. So it was well. And, uh, it was incredible. John Wesley and, um, and then, um, George Whitfield. Under his uh, preaching, same thing would happen. And I remember it was, it was Lady Covington or someone, George Whitfield was, was mocking and didn't want these, these, these things to happen in his services. Like, come on, guys, let's keep this just nice and order. And uh, she encouraged him, said, Hey, God can do more. God's doing more through God's moving of the spirit than you than you and your preaching, something along those lines. And so on one hand, I got a lot of questions, a lot of concerns. I don't think we can blow on people, throw a jacket on them. Um, when, when something like that truly takes place, it's often, uh, it was said of Robert Murray McShaney died at age 29. He was one of Scotland's most anointed preachers that people would begin to weep even when he came up and he began to, 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 to preach from the pulpit, he would begin to weep. I mean, people would begin to weep because the anointing was so strong. I've known worship leaders. They'll just start, they'll just start playing their guitar and it captivates the audience. People stop their comfort. See, the anointing is precious. And so when men have been preaching and the anointing of God is upon them, people might be so convicted that they might fall down or somebody goes, you know, I, I've had to, I've prayed for people and, and they were so broken, humble, They you can tell they're going to fall down. You have to hold them. And, and so I don't think slain in the spirit is a good thing in regard to just, you know, okay, you're going to be slain. You're going to fall down. Okay, guys, get behind them. Uh, you know, but I guess if you know somebody's going to fall down, you better have some help there. But, you know, so a lot of that I have questions on, I have concerns about but i've seen uh, at men's events or different places i've spoken and, and where there's a genuine a genuine just moving of god and, and people are just just you know just bent over falling over and they're they're crying out to god and it looks like a labor room sometimes at the altar and people say oh no 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 that's not of god no that is of god god's breaking them and you're so arrogant that you're not open to it i mean that's just that's pretty that's pretty sad um And then I've also seen where like the holy laughter, you've seen that. And I'm like, oh my goodness. But again, reading all these books, what happens is when God, the God of the universe comes upon a person, we talked about the brokenness, the falling down, the, the repentance, but also When he comes upon a person, they realize that their sins have been forgiven and there's so much joy they can't contain themselves. Their joy and they're laughing. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And, And so you have all these emotions at full ends of the spectrum and they often happen during seasons of revival. So. That's why I can't say, oh, all that's bad in and of itself. No, don't, 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 don't cry in a service. Don't fall. Don't, don't, don't happen to just lose your, don't fall down on the floor from your chair because that's fake. Don't start being overly joyful and just praising God. Don't do that. That's not the Holy Spirit. There's no way on planet earth. I can say that. Now, on the other hand, a lot of that, you know, you've seen videos of people laughing and drunk in the spirit. Um Got to totally throw a lot of that out for sure. So again, unless you're there, unless you're experiencing that atmosphere, um, the drunk in the spirit can be just, you know, I've seen pastors like, so dr- I'm just so drunk in the spirit. I can't really communicate right now. Nope. I have to throw that out for sure. So again, maybe a podcast on that in the future, but that's a little bit of, of a tip on where I'm at with that. Just be careful on this topic of false prophets. Uh, spend a lot of time with God, uh, broken, humble, uh, Lord, I, I, I don't want to, I want to err on the side of grace. And so, Lord, please help give me that discernment. Give me that wisdom. And um, hopefully God will see you through. And that's a journey we're all on. All right. Talk to you again next time. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Idleman Unplugged, be sure to send us your ideas and topics for future episodes of the podcast. You can send us an email at westsidechristianfellowship.org or shaneidleman.com. Again, my name is Luke Duncan, and I am your host of Idleman Unplugged. Thank you for listening to us today, and join us again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Idleman Unplugged. For more information, visit us at shaneidleman.com. Again, that's shaneidleman.com.